Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Your Mental Health Matters. As I always say in the beginning of every episode, I really created this space so that we all could have an avenue where we can just express how we're feeling, the things that are going on in our lives. As we grow, as we develop, new emotions come about, new things our mental health has to deal with. And one thing I pride myself on, and I understand as well, is that experiences from others can definitely help and help you in a long way with your mental. So I really thank everybody for joining in today. And I'm gonna introduce my, my brother, Brandon. Uh, and I'm, by the way, Brandon, thank you so much for agreeing to do this, man. I, I really appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to have a discussion with me, man. And always, always, thank you for having me on. Thank you to my you know other brothers who are on the chat now and who are tuning in. And the people who are going to see this after, I think it's, it's an amazing thing you're doing here, Ish. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. And, be, and usually, before I start any conversation, the first thing I always ask is, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? Hey, listen. So right now, it's a weird time for all of us, I think, you know, or I know. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, my struggle's a little bit different than, you know, the, the things that are going on in New York right now. I know it's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in quarantine, lockdown. I've been um, in lockdown for about uh, two months now. It's just going on two months. So, you know, still working from home, still just trying to, you know, go outside when I can. I think that's yeah. important, you know, as we segue to mental health, I think it's important to still do those things that you naturally do. Um, yeah. you know, especially go outside and able to just walk around and not just be cooped up in the house. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, under the circumstances, I feel like I'm all right. That's good. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm glad to hear it. Like you said, it's very important to try to keep some semblance of the life of, of what life was before this pandemic hit. Yeah. And continuing with that. And help, it, your mental health will thank you at the end of it because... Once this is over, once we are able to now get back into the world, there's going to be a lot of changes for a lot of us. But if we still have our comforts, I believe that that will help us get through. But to have those comforts is we still have to remain even killed in this time. Yeah, yeah. And, to, and that was perfect. To segue into mental health, one of, the, um, one of the main reasons that I wanted to speak to you, and I know we've spoken off, off camera before, one of the main reasons I wanted to speak to you is something that I've noticed, not just in this time, usually in, the, in these talks, I like to talk about our current time, but also generally in the, lot, in the life that we live. One of the main things that a lot of us uh, fall short in or battle or constantly face is this feelings of insecurities. Mm. Insecurities that come, and especially in this time, if I, if I offer on this time. Yeah the ways insecurities can creep into your mind and you can lean into it. So I guess my first question for you is, I wanted to know in, in general, not don't, don't stick specifically to this time, in general, what, have, what times in your life have you battled insecurities? And, you, and in those times, with your mental, how have, you, how have you gotten through it? Yeah, so I, I guess, um, you know, I feel like when you're younger, you deal with a, a bunch of, in a sense, immature insecurities. You know, think you know, you're not as tall as the next kid. You're not as strong mm -hmm. as the next kid. Uh, you don't have the Jordans that they're wearing. So, like a lot of a lot of those insecurities 
I feel like when you're younger, more like materialistic or physical things where you just, you really harping on those things. Cause you, you know, you're not processed enough in the brain to be like, okay, well, this is just how I am, or this is my financial yeah. situation for the time being. So, um, you know, I'm like five, eight, five, nine. So obviously <laughs> I, I've been working around athletes my whole life. So when you're working around guys who are six, two, six, three, you look at me like, ah, oh, dang, you're like, what what train did I miss? Why I'm not six two or six three? But yeah. those type of insecurities, I kind I you know I got over those early. I'm just like, hey, this is the body I'm in. This is genetics. I'm cool with who I am. But then when you kind of transition into adult life, excuse me, you have a lot of insecurities. Um, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I know you know certain times maybe your position, your your occupational position where you are in your life and in your jobs that can kind of weigh on you. And it's like, Hey, why am I, why is this person here? And I'm not, um, why, why is this person in, in a spot where, um, I want to be, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that could weigh on you. Uh, that can really weigh and, on you. And, and everything you said, it's that transition, right? That transitions of the insecurities we have when in our, in our youth and our teenage years. And then when we transition into our adulthood, and then those those insecurities and those traumas coming with us. Yeah. Now, I I would I would this question I want you to focus on a specific time because mm. for me, uh, for me personally, insecurities are something that I've battled with mm. from the time I as you everyone as you know my story from the time I came here. Yeah. That's like something that's been very very heavy on me. So you saying that I definitely understand. I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to speak on a specific time that you you felt insecure in your adulthood, in your adulthood, yeah, whether it was true. with your business, whether it was with your relationships, whether it was with your friends, or if you wanna if you wanna go with all of those. Yeah. And how did you how did you get through that? And I and I I understand when people say how did you get through it, mm. and you just say it, but I really wanted you to dive into that mental process that what it took for you to get to the next step afterwards, yeah. once you face those insecurities. Yeah. So I, I think definitely in my adulthood, right out of college, um, you know, I, I've been a photographer for a long time, 10 years now, a little over 10 years. And, you know, I was with the New York jets for a long time. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, while I was in college, it was cool. College, college is a place where to me, it's like a kind of a fake world. You, you're living, you live in life and you're kind of just getting used to things. But when I really graduated college and I had to make a decision on what I'm gonna do, um, what I'm what I'm gonna do in an occupation field, whether I'm really gonna take the photography seriously, whether I'm gonna go out and try to use my degree in communications, whether I do something else, um, you know, I, I stuck with photography and, and it was a it was a slow moving wheel. I, I didn't you know yeah. automatically jump into this spot that I'm in now. And it's I I, I dealt with insecurities because it's like hey. I'm a photographer and I see my other friends are, you know, in nursing or they're, you know, going to med school, they're, they're getting their masters. And that can kind of, that weighed on me um, a little bit. Yeah. And at first I didn't know why I'm like, Hey, I love photography. I don't know why I should feel insecure about my occupation. I don't know why I should feel less than anybody else or less yeah. than the person who's going to, you know, go into med or the person who's going to get their masters. But I did. And I couldn't really pinpoint why. Um, I knew it was something I loved, but I can't, even, even as, uh, as I'm telling you the story, I'm just like, hey, I can't really sit there and, and really pinpoint why I felt insecure about 
the the path I was taking in, in terms of occupation. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, you know, just the mental process of getting out of it. I think now, if you fast forward to me now and the position that I'm in, it's not so much the position that, that took me out of that insecurity. I think it's just being firm with yourself and knowing that everybody has a different path. So one thing yeah. that I really learned about insecurities is once you start to compare yourself to another person or try to live there, that's when you start to feel the most insecure. This person has this. Why don't I have this? Why, exactly. why am I not there? Why am I not doing this? And, and what I, you know, is what I'm doing wrong? If me being a photographer, choosing to be a photographer, is that wrong? You know what I mean, am I less than? Yeah. So um, once I, once I kind of remove myself from that, um, you know, the insecurities kind of lightened up, I should say. How, but with, how did you, I guess, because I want to actually, a couple of things you just said I want to speak on, but before mm. we lose this point, how did, you, how did you get to that frame of understanding that, okay, I'm not going to start comparing myself to, to, to anyone anymore. I'm going to yeah. be in this space. How did you get to that space? Where, was, it a, was it a point? Because for me, sometimes with my, with my insecurity, for me, it was it was a it was a point where I just had enough. I had enough. Of, Listen, I'm done. Yeah, I just had enough. Where where I saw where I was going, I saw where where I wasn't getting the results from the things I wanted. Mm. I saw how all of those things were starting to affect me. So I just had enough, and yeah. that enough brought me into a space of understanding that okay, maybe I've been comparing myself to this person. Maybe I've been looking at this and saying um, it should be mine or maybe I've been like you said maybe yeah. thinking oh because the arts is what I'm passionate about what I love yeah, yeah. I'm seeing, like, all my other friends get masters and all of that maybe I should stop that maybe, and then I started to progress so is that would you say that's what happened for well you? I, I mean in a sense yeah I, you, but you know what's real crazy ish I feel like j you, you kind of touched on it because the arts aren't really deemed in the same light as all the other things like science, math, in school, that, that wasn't a thing for us. It's like, if, yeah, that was like, you know, that was like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Water. Like photography, arts, it, it wasn't like, okay, this is math, this is science. So that already kind of put it in a light where it's like, mm, it may not be that important. Or mm, you may not do something serious with it when you leave high school or whatever. But that that's already in my subconscious. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Me, me in yeah. high school and middle school, knowing that I really do love photography, I took a photography class, but it's like, uh, it's not way the same way as math or science. You growing up, even though it's like, I don't want to believe those things, I feel like that's embedded because that's what's kind of pushed to you. Um, if I wanted to be a, uh, you know, in social studies, I wanted to teach history, I feel like subconsciously I would know, okay, this is the right thing to be doing. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I got to a point where it's like, bro, this is something that I truly love. This is something that I really want to do. So it's like, I can't put those things to the side because this matrix that we live in is telling me, hey, the arts aren't really something you should be doing to kind of excel in life. So yeah, once once you remove that way of thinking, and I think it's, it goes with anything, right? When you're younger, you're taught certain things. And then when you grow and you walk through life in your own steps, you're able to come to your own realizations and you come to your own, you know, whatever, your own reasoning in life so yeah I think that was another thing that helped me kind of remove myself from those insecurities and those insecure thoughts of hey maybe what I'm doing isn't what what people will like isn't what's going to make my family proud isn't you know so yeah. and with, me with mental health 
one of them for one of them things I know is, is vitally important if you are serious about taking care of your mental health and understanding that it matters is also understanding that you will have to give up that social norm, that social construct that was that was given to you when 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 you were developing because mm. you're gonna develop new ideas, you're gonna develop a new sense of you. Yeah. It could be the, you can still love the things you loved when you were younger, but the new things are gonna come. And sometimes I feel like with the insecurities, it's us trying to hold on to those things and yeah. not trying to access what we are now. So I, that's one of the one of the um, with insecurities when you lean into when you lean, lean into it. I think, and you get to the point where you got where you just said, "Hey, I love this." Yeah. I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. I want you to talk about the understanding of when, of when that, okay, this is what I want to do, but when the doubts started to creep in. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and before I even do that, I don't, I don't want to just assume. Yeah, did yeah. Doubt, did, did, did you have a moment of doubt? What, what were those moments like? And, and that's, that's growing pains, and I feel like that's something I'm still dealing with, even with the level that I'm at now, like being the head photographer for NFL team, there's still doubts. There's still, and, and I think that's something that, that's a message that has to be, more people need to hear it. You know, more people yeah. coming up need to know that, listen, bro, just because I'm here or just because this person's here doesn't mean they don't still you know, feel doubt. Like they, yeah, I mean, they, they still feel in doubt. They still, they still kind of, now I don't want to say second guessing themselves because I don't second guess myself, but I feel like you, you have, you have moments of doubt and, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's life, bro. That's life. But how do you, how do you get over, how do you get over doubt though? That's what I'm saying. I was about to say is if you choose to lean into it to the point where it's like, this is going to, take you, this is going to derail you, bro. This is going to take you off your path. And that's what happens a lot of the times. My, my biggest thing that I live by is all faith, no fear. That's my biggest motto, right? So you, faith and fear to me are the same things, but different ends of the spectrum, right? So it's like the yin and yang and the same thing, but it's faith and fear. So it's like, are you going to lean into the fear so much that you're, you have no more faith or are you going to have enough faith that you don't have fear? And I, I think that goes with the doubts. It's just like, yeah, you'll have doubts, but are you going to lean into it? Nah, you can't. You can't because that, that'll just take you off your, your path. And I don't know if you yeah. dealt with anything like that where you felt like you were leaning in too much to the to the doubt or... Yeah, like uh, for me personally, I 100% yes. Lean in, I lean. I lean. <laughs> That's how I was I leaned and I... Yeah, because for me, even with me coming, when I came back from Buffalo, and now understand because when I came back from Buffalo, the discussion for family-wise for me was go get your masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. They they weren't discussing anything else with me. Okay, you're back home. Go get your masters. Yeah. But that's the time where I just went through this this transformative process where my faith got stronger, where my where the things I was passionate about were always at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going to get a masters. It was photography. It was um, doing videos. It was always sharing insight about the mind. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So in that time, I lived, I, when I came home, I lived with my sister for a little while and it wasn't a day I didn't hear that. And what I want people to understand is that like that, those things create the doubt because sometimes I go back and think and I say, I wasn't talking this way yeah, yeah. when I decided to do this. 
Yeah, that's true. But but we don't notice the factors that we come in touch with that then create the spectrum for yourself where you then now feel like, oh, oh, wait, am I, should I? Yeah. So like I really I went into that for a little while and I leaned into it where I I get I got to a point where I was trying to appease mm-hmm. appease the like okay so if I don't feel like I can do this let me just go get the master yeah and the real way I got over that was really like like you said faith mm-hmm. I it was which one was I gonna choose that was my moment That's the thing, yeah. which one was I gonna choose am I gonna choose the fair and just get a master's and let that be what it is yeah. or am i going to choose my faith that i have in myself that i have in god mm-hmm. to pursue the things that i feel like i'm i'm here for so that's with inconsistency and doubt and and mental health i think a lot of us like you said we get we we really get stuck in between that fear and faith yeah i'm going to talk about that more in regards to in faith faith wise yeah like how do you how do you because a lot of people they have faith but it could get disrupted like once something doesn't work it gets disrupted or it's like a a conditional faith Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's not good for your mental because you don't want to constantly be just changing how how you're going about this like all the time so Mm -hmm. if you can focus on faith and how do you keep the faith in regards to the things that you do um you know I think that when, when you have faith in something, it's this overwhelming feeling of uh, certainty, in, in a sense. You know, it's like, I, I'm certain about this. And and I feel like, you, just like I was saying, it's the same thing on the fear side, right? It's like, when you're scared of something, you are overwhelmingly certain that this thing is, like, bad for me, or this thing is going to hurt. You know, it's like that. Yeah. It's, something is going to go wrong, in, in this sense. So, the, the faith kind of got... It, well, I'm not going to say kind of, it did, it, it has, it, it's guided me to exactly where I want to be because many times I could have been discouraged, you know, many times I was discouraged and it's something that has to hold you up and say, nah, you good or keep you on that path. Like, nah, bro, like you're doing the right thing. So yeah. I don't know, what, man. What is, what is, what, what does discouragement look like for Brandon? A uh, bunch of things, bro. Being, being the only Ah, man, it's tough, bro. It's like, all right, in my field, there's, there's not a lot of African-Americans. So that, that can that can discourage one, you know. And I felt discouragement many times um, just just not being – just being the only one. And not saying that that's a problem, but I feel like I'm trying to do more things to change that or I'm not the only yeah. one. I feel like it's in the year 2020, there's no reason that at your workplace, you should be the only one of your ethnicity or your culture. That's – you know what I mean? That's – I just feel like that's uh, it's like a gap that has to be bridged, you know. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah, in, in multimedia and in, in professional sports, there's not a lot of African Americans. You may have a sprinkle here and there, but it, it's just not a lot, and that's just it's discouraging. I mean, I know yeah. I'm here in this field, but it's just like, where's everybody else that looks like me? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's without getting too like race heavy i'm just saying like yeah, that, with, that that type of thing is just like yeah i mean it's discouraging sometimes um but what what about i i also what i think of discouraging as well because definitely what what you just said is something that we i think all of us probably been in a in a room or something where it's like whoa why am i the only person of my ethnicity here but there's also that discouragement of 
I saw I talked about this in one of my other episodes. When when you're doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And you you go through it, you go through the process of it and it's complete. You feel it's complete. Let's let's say we're talking about you editing a photo, you sending a video out, you doing a graphic, and you feel it's complete and you love it. Mm -hmm. And you send it to somebody, to the client, and mm -hmm. they don't like it. Mm -hmm. I have experienced and I've seen that yeah. those moments are vital in developing and growing your mental health. Yeah. Because it could, it could do two things. It could either just make you sink or it can make you rise to the occasion. Sure. So have you, have you gone through those situations where it's like, I did it, I went through the process, mm -hmm. I like the results, and the when I gave it to the world, it wasn't received the way um, I want. And how and how did you continue to to keep going and not dive into? Okay, I don't think I should be doing this. Yeah, so I feel like just just art, bro. Art, the art form. This is the reason why I love art. No one can tell you that is right or wrong. And I feel like that's such a cool. I feel like that's a cool thing. If if you're in other fields, bro. If you're a doctor and you mess up. You've messed up. Like somebody could tell you something's right or wrong, but I feel like when you create an art, there's no way to really judge whether it's right or wrong, right? So it's like once you, once you as an artist, you're able to comprehend that. Like yeah, obviously there's technical things about photography um, that you could be doing incorrectly, but from as far as like the art form and in your style of shooting or your style of creating both, um, nobody can really tell you anything. So once I was able to really hone in and understand that from like a, a artistic side you know yeah. people understand that you don't i don't have that anymore i don't have that that moment where it's like damn like it wasn't yeah I, i'm not gonna lie i do have times where it's like damn this wasn't perceived in the way that i intended it to be perceived i, I definitely yeah. have that but as far as like the art form it's like nah bro people are gonna interpret your art Anyway, you know what I mean? It's like, shoot, I could tell you, I could tell you this photograph was of a tree. And if you say, nah, I see the sky and this is just like, I can't even, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's so about. subjective. Yes, it's, it's really subjective. So I just, when you're living in that subjective field or that's that's where you choose to, to parlay, I mean, nobody can really tell you anything. So I don't really have that anymore. It's just like, you know, just knowing that everything's going to be perceived differently. So Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, and that's why I said that's the moment for a lot of people where it's like, you're not, you, you're not understanding, you're not allowing your mental to understand that like, hey, what you're doing is subjective. Yeah. What, what you, an opinion is subjective. Like, some people will let an opinion destroy them or take them into a place where they can take it as a fact, where it's mm -hmm. like, everybody can, like you said, everybody can see that tree and see something else. Yeah. And that's what a lot of us, I, I hope a lot of us can understand in, in the things that we want to do or the things that we think about or the things of, or how we think about ourselves. It's yeah. not everybody has to agree with just how you see it. That's true. That's true. I mean, even looking, even looking in like who's in this, in this call right now, it just looks like a bunch of artists. Like everybody in this call right now is an artist. So I think we, everybody in here in some respect has had that moment of like, damn, like maybe something I've done or something, yeah. made, photo I've taken, a beat that I've made, a, a song that I made, something is just like, it's not hitting the way I thought it was going to hit. But like that, that type of stuff right there, it can't discourage you from not making anything again or like not doing what you want to do. Like e even so, like let's just say I'm taking a picture in a certain style and I don't get 
I'm showing it to 10 people and then three people are like, nah, I don't like it. That shouldn't discourage me from doing it. Yeah, yeah, but it man, does, it though. It, for, not, not you specifically. I mean, mm. in a general sense, it does. Because, yeah, you know, no. the, the negative gets that, that attention 100%. more than the positive things that you may be doing. Yeah. So if you allow that, that discouragement to always creep in, it's always going to leave you in a place where, one, you're not mentally moving forward. Mm-hmm. And two, you're always going to be stagnant in, like, the things that you want to do. You procrastinate. And that's another thing that I wanted to speak to you about in regards to inconsistency. And when you, t- when you <coughs> the things that inconsistency can produce, we focused on doubt first. But mm. I also want to focus on procrastination. Mm. Can you speak on procrastination on how or when you learned if you what two questions actually if you mm. had if you had if you were somebody that procrastinated a lot and when you learned that procrastination was just another symptom of your incons- of either your inconsistency or your doubt. I I do procrastinate, but I feel like in many ways it helps me. And I think mm. that it, and that's another thing. I feel like it's funny you said that because I was just talking about this too. When when you're younger and you're in school, I feel like procrastination is looked at as a bad thing. It's like, oh, you when you get this assignment, you should do it the first day that the teacher tell you. And I'm like, all right, well, that's never been me, right? So I'm mm-hmm. one that works, I work really good under the pressure. When I know I have to do something, it's I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. even if you bring it back to the school thing, if you if I have a book report due at the end of May. I'm not going to start it today. It's the third. You know what I'm saying? And I may not start it on the 23rd. I may start it on the 28th. <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's just, I feel like that's just the way I've always worked. I've always worked. I feel like I need time to cultivate my ideas. And, and that's, and that it just gives me that time. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's cool. I think, I think procrastination, it doesn't lead to inconsistencies. I think in certain, in some respects, you have to know how you work. You have to know what type of yeah. you are, or what type of person you are in general. I know some people who need to get on it the first day. I know people who like to sit on it and and revisit it and walk away and revisit. Me, I'm the type of person. My procrastination, in a sense, is looked at as like, oh, he he doesn't want to start it, but now nah, really, this whole time I've kind of been cultivating ideas. I've been giving my time. I've been giving myself time to like filter through the, the good ideas and the bad ideas. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. bro, you're not, you may have an idea on Tuesday that you won't have on Friday or, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if yeah. I would have acted on every single initial idea that I had, it, things may not come out to, to the best it could have. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I, give, my, I give myself an opportunity to filter through ideas. So it's like, boom, ter- Tuesday I might think of, I want to write this. All right, cool. That that sounds good. But let me see what I come up with on Friday. Or Friday, I may have an idea. It's like, oh shoot, that was even better than that one. Or yeah. it was trash. And let me go with the Tuesday idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's like it's like getting getting understanding of your process. Yeah, yeah, facts, and, facts. And and understanding that your process doesn't may not look like another person's process. And being okay with that. That's true. Because yeah. part of it is being okay with that. Because sometimes you create this, you can create this um, narrative about yourself mm. that is totally not true, but it's because as we go back to what we we're talking about earlier, you're comparing yourself to this, that, and the other, mm. when you're, you're not doing yourself justice, you're not doing your mental justice to just learn your process. Because one of the major things I always say is that don't let anybody tell you your mental health, of, of what, like, what you're thinking is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Just 
focus on your results. Yeah, focus yeah, on the yeah. results you you set for yourself because that's the true bar. That's yeah. the, at the end of the day, the things that will bring you excitement that will that will make you feel like okay, I made an impact or I did something. Yeah. The results I'm, that you gain. I'm gonna tell you this one story real quick, and this actually happened maybe three or four months ago. I'm in IKEA, and I'm on the line in IKEA. Random white guy in front of me is talking to whoever he was talking to, is his wife or girlfriend, and he was like, "You know what, hun?" The fastest way to make yourself unhappy in your life is compare your life to others. And I was just like, but it's something I already knew, but just to hear like from somebody else or hear it in like that random space is just like, like, that's a fact, bro. And and the Bible, it's in that like, don't like, don't compare yourself, like comparing yourself, you just set yourself up for long suffering. That's a fact, bro. It's just like, you, you can have, you, you should have aspirations. You should have goals. But it's just like, I know, like, there's photographers that I look up to. And, like, even at this stage in my career, like, I know people tell me, like, hey, I love what you're doing and all that. And, then, like, yo, give me advice. And I'm just like, that's crazy you asking me for advice because there's people that I want to reach out to for advice. You know, there's other exactly. photographers that I look at, like, real, like, people who've been doing it for 20, 30 plus years, like, the Nat Butlers who work for the NBA and even the Greg Noirs and the Raven Bees, like, I, I mess with that, those collective of people, like, those are, I fuck with them, so, um, my fault, I didn't mean to curse, but I really mess with them like that, but it's just crazy just to know, like, shoot, I can't, I can't compare myself to their journey, because, like, I'm at where I'm at right now, and somebody else is exactly. getting at me, you know what I mean, so it's like, it's like, exactly. you, you never, and that's, Understanding understanding your process will will help you cut away a lot of things. Oh, it will help you. It will help you with the doubt. It will help you when you feel okay. Maybe I'm not being maybe I'm not being consistent in the things I'm doing. You have to understand how you work and how you get your best results. Yeah. And Zoom just told me that we're we're running out of time. But one thing I really wanted to I wanted you to speak on is. With, incons- with inconsistency, doubt, procrastination, and all of that, the end of the, what what develops for a person that gets through all of that is resiliency. Mm-hmm. I'm resilient. You are you, and then your resilience you can turn that into then per, um persever like um persevering. I don't yeah. know why I can't say say that word. <laughs> right so can you just speak on how you how you develop your resilience and then how you use that to persevere in your career and in life in general. Yeah, I guess that's that just goes back to faith. Um, and faith won't allow you to give up, in, in my opinion. When you have faith in something, you're not going give, to give up on it because that's what having faith is, bro. You just you know that what you're doing is, is the right thing. And that's how I feel, bro. There's many times where I feel like, shoot, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm not going to lie. But it's like the, the faith kind of over, overcomes that thought and it just makes you resilient. It makes you want to keep going. Um, I'm trying to think of a really real life example, but like, bro, even me, I'm from New York my whole life, bro. I'm from Long Island, New York. And I, and I took a leap of faith and came out here to Charlotte to take a head job. And it's like, damn, in, in some respects, uh, t- to a lot of people on here who may know my story or like really close to me, in New York, I was working with the Jets and I was doing freelancing with Live Nation and a whole bunch of other places. So I was really like living best of both worlds. Like I had my sports, my favorite team, and I had the music and I was doing a whole bunch of things and I kind of yeah. left that all to come out here 
And like, yeah, initially for like the first four, five, six months, I was like, what did I do? Like, why would I do this? Now I'm in the office every day. Now I'm doing this. And no, not to my current situation, because I, I like it out here. I really do. But it's just like, even that, like even making a real big life decision like that mm-hmm. left me in a state of like doubt. Like at first I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. And now I'm just like, damn, like five, you know, five, six months in, I'm just like, yeah. what did I do? Like I had a good situation. And this situation is cool too. It's just like um, coming out here, it, it was definitely a leap of faith. It was, it was something yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking like, this is going to be a real good thing for me. And it turns out, it turned out to be a good thing for me, but it's just like, you got to work your way through that. Cause I could have just said, you know what, F it. I'm going to quit this job and go back to New York halfway through when I had them thoughts. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could have let myself lean into that. You know what? This ain't the, the best thing for me. I'm going to go back to New York, but now yeah. I stuck it out and amazing things have happened. You know, I've, I've, I've put myself in an arena where I'm going against like the best photographers in, in the NFL and I'm able to create content to say like, Hey, mine got this many numbers and like, we're doing this, this too. So, that's, it's cool, and, part of, it's just, and part of having that faith is believing that the results will come. That's true. You work yeah, hard, yeah. but you also have to understand that if you if you stay with your faith and you continue to be in that and you don't let it, like as you said, you don't quit. Mm-hmm. There will something will come. You just have to constantly and continuously work hard at it. Yeah, and cool. we, I this Zoom for forty minutes. I'm gonna get used to it, but we have three minutes left before. It cuts us off. So I guess the final thing that I I, um I would like to ask you, well, I do this in every episode, is if you could if you were to advise somebody right now that Mm -hmm. is currently in this time, especially in this pandemic, dealing with feeling that they're being inconsistent, dealing with their faith, dealing with doubts, what would be the one thing that one thing that you will tell them that hey, although you're dealing with this, keep this in your mind all the time. Let me, I'm going to tell you this one thing before it cuts up. Troy Grimes, he, he's on this call. He, he says something that I really live by, like, my whole life. You got a magnifying glass and you're trying to start a fire. You hold it to the, you hold it to the sun and you hold it in that spot and the, the fire will come. But you really got to hone in and hold it. You can't, like, keep moving it around and try to make different. Hold it. That's what I live by, bro. I keep my energy focused on one thing until the fire starts. And then I know I've, I've done something. Something is there. I created something. So, like, I never forget he told me that junior year of college, and that's something that I really live by. I like it's a real-life statement because I feel like people are not in something long enough to even get a fire started. It's like yeah. they're discouraged before the fire even gets started. They'll be holding it, you know, metaphorically holding it there, and it's just like, damn, nothing's happening. Bro, wait a little bit. Wait. Keep holding it. Keep holding it. Give it time. Give it time. Really keep working. The fire starts. So, that's just something I really live by, bro. And I feel like if you do that, and that's how life works, bro. Nothing's going to come like this. Nothing. Like, even when you're trying to make things in nature, it don't just come like that. Things take time. So, bro, that's that's one thing I really live by. And that's what kind of gets me out of that, like, doubt. You know what I mean? I just, like, I think about that and it's just like, all right, just yeah. give it time. Give it time. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's easy to to do something and not get the results you want and be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do something else. So, if I would have done that with the photography, I wouldn't have been where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So we're just like. I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate every single person that joined this call. Thank you so much. Uh, again, like I said in the beginning of the conversation, this is just a space where we can talk. We can talk about our mental health. We can talk about the things that we've gone through and how we've gone through it and, and the things that we discovered as we went through it. So thank you so much 
to everyone as well for taking your time to be on Your Mental Health Matters. I really appreciate y'all. And until next time, bro. Love. Love, y'all.